The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. And thanks for joining me for another episode of There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. As I say in the intro, I am your host, Laura Coronado, and today we're talking about what's sexy now. And I brought in a guest who has been on my show previously twice before, I believe, season one and season two. It's my friend and boudoir photographer, Stacy Frazier. Thanks, Stacy, for being on. Thanks so much for having me again. And your business is called Hot Shots, correct? That's correct. And it can be found at hotshots.com. Yes. And you take beautiful boudoir photography of beautiful women and you make them feel sexy and look sexy. And a lot of them are married or in a relationship and present these photos to their significant other. But some of them, like myself, I have been a client are single and just do it for ourselves. But let's be real, even the women doing it for their husbands are really doing it for themselves. That is true too, because it is a boost of confidence for themselves. And that helps them feel good about themselves and thus helps to uh, bring a little something to their relationship. It does. And I do have the sexy titty pictures that you took of me. Over my bed. So any gentleman who is lucky enough to be invited to my bedroom does get to see these I pretty love photos. It. Yeah, it's oh, like a I love it. special little treat. It adds to my boudoir atmosphere. And so you have your business website again at hotshots.com and there you have a blog. And on this blog you feature clients, right? Like you go over different client shoots you've done. Yes. And you also have done some blog posts where you just sort of talk about your own thoughts on sexiness, on relationships, if you just have a certain thought you'd like to share. Yeah. And you have done a series before called What's Sexy Now? Yes. And I actually participated in that series. And it seems like for me, it seems like it was a long time ago because I was still married when I participated in that <laughs> you series. You were. I know. I thought that would be an interesting yeah. uh, thing to read back on. So this was at, over five years ago because I got divorced five years ago. Um, and what inspired you the first time you did the What's Sexy Now series on your blog? Well, I like building a community with women, whether it be clients or other people in, uh, in our actual community um, or other bloggers. And I just wanted to bring us all together and kind of see where our heads were at, where sexy is concerned. And I benefit from that because I'm trying to make clients look sexy. So it's always a good idea for me to kind of get into the heads of people, especially women. Um, so yeah, that's why I did it the first time. Was there anything that you sort of learned when you did this series this first time when you had like, I think you had like what, nine or 10 different women mm -hmm. come in and do an interview and, and write about what they felt was sexy. What did you learn as you read over their interviews? I think probably most people said that they thought confidence was sexy. That was the most popular thing, especially in a woman. Um, yeah, I think that's all I learned, really, <laughs> that, that I could say generally speaking. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, everybody had their own individual yeah. thoughts and like, you know, what celebrities they thought were sexy, because mm -hmm, that's one mm -hmm. of the questions. Um, and that was interesting to me to mm -hmm. see. Um, or, you know, fashion sensibilities. That's fun to discover. So discovering um, different musical tastes mm -hmm. or different films that they think are sexy can be interesting when they don't list the typical movies that we all think yeah. are sexy like yeah. I like seeing just obscure things mm -hmm. that we can discover me from too that. I love that I know when I answered it the first time and you had asked about movies I brought up to Moon Junction and I remember thinking I wonder if she even knows what movie I'm talking yes, about yes I do and I think that was a, a 
I, I don't know, it kind of probably helped to form my own sexuality mm-hmm. because we saw it so early. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, it was during our formative years. So everyone Google to Moon Junction. That was a really hot, sexy movie in the 80s. It was hot. <laughs> I don't remember the storyline at all. I just remember it was a sexy movie. I love it so much. I have it on DVD and I watch it over and over again. <laughs> so we'll discuss after the podcast. I love it. <laughs> Do you find that a woman's perspective of sexiness changes over time? It certainly has for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we we get a little deeper into what we already thought was sexy. But also, as you age, I think you start to realize um, what society tells you is sexy mm-hmm. might not be sexy at all mm-hmm. in your own head, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of it is the male gaze that we get yeah. from, oh my gosh, from all media. We've grown up with that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's a challenge to kind of step away from that and think, well, do I think that's sexy or am I being told to think that's sexy? And when you start seeing the female gaze coming up more in movies, like I watched, oh my gosh, Losing Alice on Apple TV recently. Mm -hmm. It's by a female director. And I could see this is more of a female gaze because even the sexuality was more intricate Mm -hmm. and just a little more weird. Uh Men can be pretty basic with sexuality. You know, it's just about a look. But like female gaze is more about the messiness Mm -hmm. behind it all. And that's super sexy to me. It's more authentic. Not to get off track, but didn't the director of the movie like retweet you or reply to you on Twitter? Oh my gosh, she she retweeted saying, I love this, thank you, or something. Oh my gosh, it was a major fangirl moment for me. When stuff like that happens, it totally just like, makes me like so amazed I was I know I like was have not expecting it like that one second connection with someone you really admire <laughs> yeah I cannot wait to see more work from her oh, that's awesome yeah so why did you bring the series back why after so many years did you decide hey I want to revive my what's sexy now series well the pandemic mm-hmm. is the short answer um you know I felt I had a crisis of identity really through all of that, not being able to do photography and work with women. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to be able to, you know, raise women up because look, we suffered a lot through this pandemic and um, businesses, artistic women. Um, So I thought, let's give them a voice somehow and do a nice little photo session for them. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that kind of brought it back for me. That's true because this time around you're having guests come over for a quick shoot and it can be sexy. It can be portrait, whatever, but you're having them, you're sort of featuring them. You're not just giving them a space to talk about what's sexy now, but you're also giving them a space to show their own, sex appeal their own sexiness their own prettiness and glamour and yeah yeah because I did not do that the last time and I thought that's a fun little element to add Mm -hmm. where they talk about what makes them feel sexy and they can actually wear it yeah in a photo session so it's just a short headshot shoot yeah but it's fun yeah totally I I did it I loved it (laughs) the pictures that came out of it that's what's so wonderful and amazing I know I loved that (laughs) Um, so what kind of women do you plan to feature in the series? We well, know that they're gonna, are they all going to be local Las Vegas women? Uh, well, that's the tricky part because okay. if I'm doing the photos, yes. then they might need to be. So yeah. I, I need to think through that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But Because I would like to feature other women, like even reach out to that director. Yeah. That would be amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the pictures. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I even thought, what if I had a man on there eventually? Ooh, uh huh. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I like looking at pretty naked men, so I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I have to photograph them. They're actually more difficult for me to photograph than women. Really? Sorry, is guys. It, it I'm gonna throw you under the divas? bus. Oh my gosh. Okay, but it's not about being a diva. It's I think that men have a distorted sense of self. Oh yeah, I and believe that. and I don't mean this in a bad way because I know it's you know. Self-esteem. Not necessarily a delusions of grandeur thing, but just like well, they, oh really? It, and it may not be that exactly, but I think they view themselves in a higher regard physically than, oh. than women do. So it is a delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Thing. So when women <laughs> see the photos of themselves, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed. It looks yeah. beautiful. But men are like, wow, I look soft. 
I know. It makes me sad for them. But it also, sorry, I'm going to tie this into dating. It explains so much why you get such weird matches with men that maybe might not be on your level in many ways. Because I I think they see themselves as more attractive. Well, okay, so that makes sense in that sense of, and the episode previous to this one, I talk about dating bios. And isn't it a big common joke among women where men add two inches to the height, two inches to the cock? I mean, (laughs) there are some delusions of grandeur that we see in a dating profile. And what you're saying is that extends to them being a photography subject. Mm -hmm. But then when they see their photos, they don't see that delusion that they had talked themselves into believing. Yes. And it makes it really difficult for me as a photographer because, you know, I can make somebody look better than the reality, Mm -hmm. but I can't make them look like a different person really. I mean, I could, if I want to spend hours and hours retouching, but, um, but I don't want to do that. I want people to celebrate who they are. And so it, it makes photographing men just all that more difficult. Well, if the image in their own head surpasses reality (laughs) let's put it that way because a lot of women don't see themselves as being beautiful in their own head and you actually are able to present them with a photograph that says look how beautiful you are and they're like oh my god that's me yes but if the image of themselves in their own own head is greater supersedes the reality you can't do anything with you know and there might be something to uh working out like especially with weights and trying to bulk up Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and you know lose body fat and men focus on that more than the majority of women that I work with and you know I know when I have done that sort of thing you are working so hard that I think you can delude yourself a little bit into the results should be showing Mm -hmm. more than they are. Mm -hmm. And so you might deceive yourself a little bit to keep yourself going with the hard workouts. I see. I don't know. These are just things I I ponder. This is really interesting. We're going to do an entire (laughs) new episode on this alone. I I love it. Oh, but if you want me to tie it into the actual question that you asked. Um, um, So what am I looking for in women to interview? Yeah. Somebody that I find intriguing Mm -hmm. And hopefully that has something to promote because I would love for it to have a positive effect in reaching a new audience for them. Yeah. Um, So yeah, somebody that's intriguing, um, has a lot to talk about on Mm -hmm. the subject, Mm -hmm. has really put some thought into it. So when we read the series, we can expect to see interesting Las Vegas women, possibly entrepreneurs, because it looks like you're wanting to talk to women who have something to promote or CEOs. Maybe some doctors, lawyers. Yeah. Or, yeah. People like that. So yeah. I, I guess like boss women mm-hmm. is what you're kind of looking for. Yep. To fe- feature in the series. I like that because isn't that normally who we want to hear from? Yeah. To be inspired by. And I would really love if, if they did struggle with their business mm-hmm. recently and kind of give them just a burst of energy by being interviewed. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And a new photo to make them feel pretty and look pretty. Mm-hmm. And if they're single, to add to their dating bio if they'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really nice. Oh, that's a great well, idea. I'm so grateful that you included me among these women. Oh, you had to be the first. Thank you. And you were saying to me earlier uh, when we were talking before the podcast that you thought it would be interesting since I was married previously and how my perspectives have changed. So did you do any comparison? Like, did you look at, hey, these answers are a bit different than... Yes, after after uh-huh. you submitted your images. Well, when I went to blog them because I wanted to link up to your original one, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. and that's when I thought, oh, this is really interesting. So yeah, yeah. it's very different because I had a completely different outlook because I was married and monogamous mm-hmm. and dedicated to this relationship. And now that I'm single, I'm dedicated to myself. But here's a question: How much of what you viewed as sexy back then? was tied into what he viewed as sexy because you know we want to be sexy for our partners Mm -hmm. and so I always find it interesting to see women become single and start to rediscover all of that for themselves I don't well I guess it was tied into what he thinks he's sexy in that I was very influenced by my image of myself based on how I thought he saw me yeah or how I thought he wanted to see me yeah and that was a big influence 
on, on my sex appeal? And there was one answer that definitely did not change. And the very first one you asked, you know, about celebrities. And I said, Sophia Vergara yes. to me is a sexy woman. And today that is still my answer. You know, I don't even know if I interviewed myself for this the first go round. I need to go look and see if I oh, answered and see them. how your answers changed over the time. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I would have had the same celebrity answer too. And mm-hmm. mine is Monica, Bel- what is her last name? Bellucci? Monica Bellucci? I don't know who that is. I can't even tell you what movie she's been in. She's just so sexy that it blurs everything else out. <laughs> but she's amazing, an Italian actress. Oh, yeah. I'll have to look her up. Well, one of the main reasons that I thought Sofia Vergara was so sexy back when I was married is that was my husband's celebrity oh. crush. Oh. Uh, but to this day, I still think that she's just beautiful and sexy. And as I talk about in my interview, it's because... Uh, she's just so vivacious and she owns her sex appeal and she celebrates it. I feel like she celebrates herself. And she's very feminine mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, she's I, I like to try to be feminine looking too. Yeah. But, but the, I think like her and like I, like we still have this sort of masculine energy and that we're very boisterous and bold and, yeah. and I, I like that, you know, yeah. I don't want to hide, a, hide that away, you know. Yeah, it's not like a soft submissive type yeah feminist. definitely not submissive feminist I'm, I almost said feminist <laughs> Just I'm definitely not a submissive feminist <laughs> that's for sure that's a nice oxymoron I like that Well, speaking of the interview questions, let's go over these. Okay. I thought it would be fun to share our answers on your interview about what is sexy now. So do you have your interview? Okay. So I do not. So this is going to be interesting because we're going to see if my answers fluctuate on a minute by minute basis, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I've got it down. Okay. Okay. So your first question that you ask in your what's sexy now series is what does sexy mean to you? So what does sexy mean to you, Stacey? Well, Esther Perel has some great quotes on uh, eroticism, really. And I tie sexy in with the erotic. And it's like this vibrant life force, you know, just feeling playful and alive and creative, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that to me is sexy when you get that feeling of curiosity for and, and just love of being alive. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I tie it into power and, and, and not power to overpower another human, but the power to captivate and to inspire and to sort of just sort of give off that vibe of um, I'm lovable and loving. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a power, you yeah. know, to I guess to inspire love. Well, that's, that's a seductress and seductress is always powerful. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so for me, that's what sexiness has always been, and that's what I aspire to be, is to be loving and lovable and to have this power to captivate and inspire. And I see that in you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I work really hard at it. (laughs) (laughs) So your next question is, what, in your opinion, makes a woman sexy? So what's your answer, Stacey? So, you know, I used to think the confidence answer was Mm -hmm. the best, but I've, I've... revised that a little bit to where now I see it as more of an authenticity mm-hmm. and I forgot how I worded this but it wasn't confidence it was a uh, it was like a compassion it was like being in loving power mm-hmm. but not cocky confidence yeah like yeah. An empathy mm-hmm. yeah yeah um for me it's that awareness of her power. And that's why I really like Sofia Vergara. I feel like she's extremely aware of her sexiness. Yeah. Of the power that she holds in that. Wow, I fail at that. And, <laughs> and, and to me, that is, you know, that when I see that a woman is aware of it and she owns it and she celebrates it as opposed to dulling her shine, which I think that's what we tend to do as women. We dull our shine for men. 
We never want to be smarter. We never want to be wittier. We don't want to beat them at games and all that shit. I'm the complete opposite. I will totally beat a man at a game if I have to. Yeah, I have. I, I know I used to be that way, but now I, I just don't care because I want to have those conversations mm-hmm. with a partner. Like, I need you to meet me yeah. in the mind. Yes. Yeah. And challenge me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, coddle you. And, and yeah. I mean, I will build my man up mm-hmm. and I will be his greatest cheerleader. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm not going to play dumb ever again. Yeah. So a a woman who doesn't dull her shine Mm -hmm. to me and just sort of celebrates her power, her sexiness and herself. To me, that's a a sexy woman. I think I do that. Sorry, I'm like totally tearing myself (laughs) apart with your answers. (laughs) But I do think I do that. But I just am not aware of the sexiness of it as it's happening. Mm -hmm. I'm just living authentically and loving life. So I feel like our two answers kind of of complement one another. Yes, they definitely do. They definitely do. So what makes a man sexy? That's the... I believe that's a third question in your series. So, so let me tell you the way I answered my questions, I did like word period, word period. I just listed them out. And the reason I did this was because I don't want anybody that answers these questions to think that they have to write an essay, you know, like a book or anything like they can really just list out thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, I left that to like you who are, oh my gosh, (laughs) you're such a brilliant writer. Um, so yeah, my, mine was like a list of, I think I also want the man to be authentic. I think that's sexy yes. in a man, but like, I think the first word was integrity. Oh yeah. That is so hot. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so hard to find. I know. And I listed out all of the reasons basically why I'm not dating anymore <laughs> because it's so hard to find. What is your what, what makes a man sexy? All this list and then here's also the reason why I'm single. I can't find this list. I know. I mean, really truly, I just had a moment at the end of a relationship that I had where I felt all of the hope leave my body. Oh. I mean, I, it was, it was a transformational moment for me. I felt it. And I just, and I said out loud to him, I can't have a dream that relies on another person when the other people are, I don't want to say it, but they're all so messed up. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I don't find cowardly behavior attractive. I don't, I don't want to be with that. I don't want indecisiveness. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, those are not traits that I hold sexy for a man. Yeah. And so I'm just really struggling to find that. And I kind of just stopped looking. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I want somebody who lives in integrity, um, who knows what they want. Yes. I think that was your answer, yes. too. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was a long list. I should probably go back and revise <laughs> that. We'll link to uh, both Stacey's answers and blog posts and mine, too, as well. Baby, if you love me, you become a better man. Um, but you're right. So, like, what makes you feel what what makes a man sexy? My answer was a man who knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and also not only a man who knows what he wants, but a man who, um, is satisfied with himself. Like he knows what he wants. He goes out and he gets what he wants, whether that's a career or, you know, a wife in a happy home, whatever. Yeah. Um, but he knows what he wants. He gets it and he's happy and satisfied with himself. It takes, you have to have a good relationship with yourself to know what you want, to be honest with yourself, to yeah. not be influenced by society, to not be influenced by your parents, but for you to have to know inside what it is that you want, what makes you happy. And to be honest about that with yourself. But it's it's hard to find that. I think there are so many distractions for people. So when they start needing to go deeper, it might be a feeling in them that they don't know how to describe. And so they numb it with uh, social media, porn, mm-hmm. all these other mm-hmm. things instead of going inside and discovering and exploring why they're feeling this way and what would actually make their lives better. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what I've been finding. I recently have been turned on. I, you're, I have to tell you the stories on the subject and cause I'm really proud of myself. And the, mm-hmm. reason, and the reason I'm telling you the stories is just how proud of handling mm-hmm. the situation. I 
my maturity has gotten me to a point to where I can identify a man who knows what he wants and be turned on by that man. Uh-huh. But also identify that even though he has that quality I adore, he's still not a good match for me. Oh. And to be able to accept that and to go, that guy knows what he wants. He's sexy. That turns me on. But I'm not what he wants. And I accept that and I respect that and good for him. He sees that too. Yeah. And to me, it just solidifies that I know what I want. And then I put on my big girl panties and I'm all proud of myself for accepting that. So I was recently rejected by a man Mm. and a very nice man. It was very early on. Like we had just matched. We were talking and getting to know each other. And what he realized in our conversation that as I am, while physically I'm what he wants, you know, emotionally or mentally, I'm not a match for him because he, he's one of those outdoorsy types. (laughs) And you know, I'm not for me. Outdoors is like me going outdoors is drinking wine on the patio. You know, for him, he's all into hiking adventures and shit like that. I was like, Oh my God, he should have just known by looking at my pictures that I'm far too prissy for that shit. (laughs) But in talking, you know, he realized and he said, you know, you are a great person and we're having a great conversation, but I can tell that we're just not a match based on the fact that I live outdoors and you obviously don't like to. He's like, but that's what's great about these apps. Like he's trying to give me uh, like a, a coach pep talk. That's what's great about these apps, Laura. You're going to meet a great guy who's a great match. But he was just so nice about it. And I had to commit. And like I even told him, I said, you have rejected me in the most respectful manner way you could have. You could have just ghosted me. And you didn't. You're sitting here telling me exactly what it is. I said, you're a man who knows what you want. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. And I hope you find you get you get what you want yeah and I hope you have some great adventures yeah and that was it you know and I was just so proud of myself but I was also proud of myself that I understood you know and it turned me on that he knew what he wanted he yes. knew it wasn't me so that turned me on but at the same time I'm mentally stable enough to accept we weren't a good match I was also rejected by my therapist <gasps> did I tell you that story oh no <laughs> okay I told this one on Twitter former therapist I matched with him on Bumble and once, and I was honest with them. So I was good in that I said, I'm a former patient of yours, yeah. a former client. And then he said, you know, this is inappropriate. This feels inappropriate to me. Um, you know, it, we can be friends, but there could never be a romantic connection between us because right. you were a former patient. And I thought that again was a turn on. He was being respectful. He had integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, he was being true and authentic to himself and he had standards and he knew what he wanted and he knew this was not good for wow. either of us, in his opinion. And I really respected that. You know, I think you're, you're drawing attention to something, you know, it seems like men just never, they never quit women that they have a conversation with yeah. you know and so and I always wonder like how is that working for them just keeping all these people in their back pocket yeah. forever and ever I think it's preventing them from actually finding something more you know aligned with their values or yeah. something that would add to their life meaningfully mm-hmm. and so I'm not used to seeing men give a hard no like that yeah I think that would be sexy oh it is but I feel sexy and I'm able to accept it without being like a crazy person and, and being immature or crying or taking personal. Mm-hmm. And it helps me to also have that same level of standards and integrity and yeah. to know and understand what I want. And then I learned from how they rejected me. Now I can use that same sort of tone, voice and words to let down. Oh, I can't wait to see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back to you. <laughs> So your next question on your interview is what makes you feel sexy? So what makes you feel sexy? Anything that makes me feel more alive and creative. So, you know, so it's funny with the pole dancing thing. Everybody thinks I should feel sexy doing it, but I think it's a different sort of sexy that I feel. And, you know, my sexy isn't just feeling sexual. So mm-hmm. I do not feel sexual in these pole dancing oh, yeah. classes. Yeah. You know, they're silly. They're fun. Well, also, you're kind of working out, too. I mean, aren't you working your ass off? Like oh, my gosh. Yeah. But you don't feel like you're getting a workout. Yeah. You're just having fun. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think that just gives me this life force of just feeling fully on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and turned on in different ways. But um, and actually, I was worried about taking the pole dancing classes because I thought, I am a sexual person. Mm-hmm. Is this going to make me like just crazy, Ooh. you know? 
And I'm trying to be kind of celibate in a yeah, way here. Yeah. And that's probably not a good deal for me, yeah. but it's been fine uh-huh. because I'm getting all of that energy out oh, through point. the dance classes. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, sexy things to feel are not ne- necessarily uh, sexual mm-hmm. things for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just feeling alive and like I'm contributing to the world mm. and connected with other people mm. and laughing mm. and all of those things. And, you know, spa services are always nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of along those lines, what makes me feel sexy is naked. Oh, just being yes. naked. And now I'm not, well, I'm not a complete exhibit. I want to say I'm not an exhibitionist, but then I start thinking maybe a little. <laughs> but I wouldn't be one to join a nudist colony. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. Um, although I wouldn't mind hanging out on a nudist beach. Or oh. a European beach where it's topless. Like, yeah. I wouldn't mind that, but I wouldn't be one to sort of, like, live in that scenario or in that lifestyle. Because then I think you lose the sexy. Once I, maybe it... because of everyone else is doing it, too, right? Uh-huh. But I certainly enjoy being naked at home. I'm, like, instead of ugly naked guy on Friends, I'm, like, pretty naked girl, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully but I do tend to close my blinds like I'm not trying to like freak my neighbors out um but I you know I have these really high 14 foot walls in my little courtyard out back and I do send bathe naked I do get in my jacuzzi naked and I walk I do have a tendency to walk around naked and I love my big boobs and I love showing them off and I show them off in the blog post interview that Stacey did with me on her yes. website. And they are spectacular. <laughs> Thank you. And they're real, you know, and, <laughs> and they're healthy. And in a yeah. day and age where women have to worry about breast cancer, that's mm-hmm. an, one of the reasons why I love my breasts is that they're healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's when I feel sexy is when I'm just naked. I love that. <laughs> so tips on keeping a relationship sexy. That's also one of your questions. Uh, do you have tips for keeping a relationship? Well, sexy? I kept that kind of blank, mm-hmm. mostly because of my audience. You know, if yeah. there are if there are men following it that might want to date me, oh, I want that to be something that we discover together. You're keeping it a mystery. Yeah, yeah. I said I have a few tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> um, I mean, let me be real though. Remember the the lingam massage skills that oh, I learned? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, I think that will be, that will go very far. And I'm just going to be crude and say a lingam massage is a hand job. Yes. And Stacy is quite skilled in that. We talk about that in season two and your episode came on. Yeah. So like I have, I have learned things to keep a partner happy and it's not just sexual, Mm -hmm. you know, and I do think it takes so much effort um, and not in a bad way. You know, you should feel good about doing loving things for your partner Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. think it's something you have to be mindful of you know do they feel loved with me do they feel happy in this do they feel secure Mm -hmm. because I feel like without security it's really hard to go much further agreed and that's on both parts Mm -hmm. that's on both you know, if it's a heterosexual relationship, it's, you know, on both him and her. Yeah. Cause then you don't trust, are they doing these yeah. loving acts because they really love yes. me or yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, having been married, I feel like I have a few tips too. And, and my main one is, is that I think couples should go ahead and accept that it's okay to schedule dates and schedule sex. Mm-hmm. My ex-husband hated that. He hated it for it to be scheduled, but if I didn't schedule, it wouldn't fucking happen. Oh my gosh. And I, one of the analogies I give in my answer is if you have a garden, do you wait for it to rain for it to get watered? Do you go ahead and fucking water it when you're supposed uh-huh. to? I have friends who ha- are plant people. Like during the pandemic, we have plant moms and plant dads now, right? And plant parents. And so I have a friend who's a plant mom. And she has, I, I want to say like 200 plants. I'm kidding you the fuck not all you know that she curated during the pandemic she has an app and there's a schedule and every single plant in her home has a little space and and it tells her schedule today's the day to water these 10 plants or whatever it is so we do that with our garden why wouldn't you do that with your relationship why wouldn't you schedule all you're doing when you schedule a date or sex you are prioritizing your relationship therefore you are showing love and nurturing toward the relationship you just reminded me I think I had this conversation with you recently where I saw somebody in a forum um oh he said something like there are two different types of people with sex and I think this could be with relationships too he Mm -hmm. said you know 
do you believe sex is magic or do you believe sex is art? Oh, yeah. And it sounds like your ex-husband believed sex was magic and it mm-hmm. should just magically happen yeah, and be yeah, amazing. Yeah. And you are more of an artistic person mm-hmm. with that. Like you do. You have to um, create yes. what you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that is our hot tip for keeping a relationship sexy. Create what you want within that relationship. Yeah. So a celebrity that you find sexy. Monica Bellucci, for oh, sure. Right. Yeah. And, and mine, I said with Sofia Vergara. Yeah. And then I listed, I mean, George Clooney seems pretty standard. He's a pretty sexy man. Oh, but yeah. Because we talk about men that yeah. you find sexy too. But I listed his wife, who I actually think oh, is yes. sexier. That's so. right. You did say that. Yeah. She seems smarter, so she does seem sexy. Yeah. Smart is sexy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like um, her. For men, I really didn't go in terms of the kind of sex appeal that Sofia Vergara was. I really became, again, my masculine energy. I was just looking at the visual. So I talked about, um, I think it's, I, I want to see, see if I can pronounce his name correctly. Roger Jean? Or is it Reggae Jean? Oh, from Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Roger Jean Page oh. from Bridgerton. Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. And Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. I am going through a brown-eyed man phase. Oh. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't swiped right on blue-eyed man and green-eyed man. I have. But I love... Give me a man with brown eyes. Yeah, you know what? All of the men I listed have brown eyes, too. And one of them, I can't remember his name. It's like Mikkel something. He's a Dutch actor. He's he's beautiful. And I chose him mm-hmm. because of his eyes. He has this depth and sensitivity mm-hmm. that I can see through that. Um, oh, that was another thing I listed as being sexy in men as a sensitivity towards others. Oh, yes. Yeah. Compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. But then also, oh, gosh, I'm so bad with names. I'm not I don't crush on actors very much, but this guy is so funny. He was on Saturday Night Live. He used to be an actor. Sudeikis. Oh, Jason, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. He yeah. has great brown eyes. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't for his eyes. He's oh. just like <laughs> funny and compassionate. Yes. And those are the two oh, traits I, I found sexy. Man, you must have read something that he, an interview. He well, did, you know or? what? Maybe I am just assuming that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm looking at his role in Ted Lasso oh. as if he could really identify with that character. Mm-hmm. He has to be a compassionate man. Maybe this explains my uh, <laughs> dating fiasco. Well, isn't that what we do as women? Is that we sort of build uh, <laughs> these sort of characterizations of the men that we are attracted to in our head. And then when we date them and we meet them, we date them, we get to know them. They're nothing like the character we created in our head. And well, it's a disappointment. You know what? For me, I don't think I'm that delusional, I swear. <laughs> but I think I see the traits I'm looking for in men when they're on their best behavior. And then the best yes. behavior goes away once they get me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait, I don't I don't really know if they have those traits now. Yeah. Yeah. So it becomes very confusing. Yeah. So a song or album that never fails to put you in a sexy mood. I have a Spotify playlist called Rendezvous Uh and I'll use it at shoots. Um, You know, I would use it if I had a man over Mm -hmm. if. You know what? I don't think I'm following you on Spotify. I need to fix that. Then I can access that playlist. Yeah. I'll send it to you. I need to do that. Um, Well, I didn't mention this in my interview, but I, I have a Spotify, Spotify playlist. Um, there's, well, there's a couple. One is, um, songs that Gen Xers like to fuck to. Oh, that's fantastic. Which I did not know in Heads Up World. It turns out, Dionne Warwick tweeted this. She said, hey, you know, tweeters or whatever she calls us. She says, um, just so you know, artists can see when you add them to a Spotify playlist. I saw that. I saw that tweet. And I was like, oh, fuck. I have a Spotify playlist called Songs That Gen Xers Like Want to Fuck To. Now, Dionne Warwick is not on that list, on that Spotify pl- playlist. But um, other people are that I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, what if they don't appreciate being on this list? And then I recently just created... Knowing this information, I was like, fuck it, too bad. Um, Knowing this information, I went ahead and created a Spotify playlist called Whore Out 2021. Oh. Because guess what I plan on doing after I get vaccinated (gasps) is whoring out. So (laughs) I have a playlist. But I also have a playlist called uh, Prince Songs to Fuck To. And so Prince was my answer for your questionnaire. That's who I like to listen to I when love I want to get busy is Prince. I mean, I also have one called Foreplay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to follow, 
now I need to come up with more fun uh, playlist names. This could be exciting. Yeah, so we can start following each other and get these playlists. (laughs) Okay, so a fashion trend item. Oh, wait, movies. Did we miss movies? Well, that's next. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that wasn't the same? Okay. Yeah, it's song or album and then fashion trend then film show. Okay, good. Thank you. Fashion trend item or designer collection that you find sensually appealing, and you and I agree on this one. Go ahead. Oh, full on Tom Ford mm-hmm. everything. Definitely. And he himself oh. is such a sexy man. Oh my God, he really is. I mean, not just physically, but when he talks, mm-hmm. when he, you know, is presenting his line, when he's talking about fat, I mean, whatever, like just. Just when he walks into yes, the room. The way he moves his body, his mm-hmm. hands, the way he looks at people. Yeah. It's yeah, he's 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 got it going Tom on. Tom Ford is drop dead sexy. Um, I added to that that I am right now obsessed with fox eye makeup. Yes. With that sort of look of where you create your eye to be like an almond shape. Yes, I um, love that. So that's something that I'm finding very sexy. In you know a, the beauty industry nowadays. Beauty industry for me that I did not mention is the Glossier skin tint. Oh, it looks like you're putting nothing on, but it gives like a really nice texture to your skin. But then when you walk away from the mirror and you catch a glimpse of yourself later, uh-huh. it seems to blur. Oh, and even the skin tone. Oh, it's beautiful. Ladies, get that tip right there. Yeah, because it will not sink into wrinkles or pores. Oh my gosh, it's it's. It's like magic. Glossier's, glossier skin tint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want magic in our yeah. sex life, but we want magic in our makeup. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> glossier skin tint, and it blurs, and we all need that. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Then you don't need to use the blurring filter when you take a selfie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> use the makeup. <laughs> Okay, so next we have film, show, scene, or literature that you find erotic. What was yours? Uh, oh, I'm already thinking of it, obviously. <laughs> um, it's Fleabag. They have a scene with a hot priest, and she's in a confessional. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not Catholic. Is that what they call it? A confessional yeah, scene? That would, yeah, it's confessional. And, uh, you know, they're friends, and so he just gets her to go in there, and she hems and haws, and finally just reveals just so much vulnerability mm-hmm. and she is authentically herself in that moment and it is gut-wrenching because as a single woman I could I could relate to everything she was saying she mm-hmm. basically has decision fatigue that comes with being single yeah. and um and then he you know well you'll have to watch the scene but there's a par- a moment where he says kneel and it's so <laughs> sexy. Oh my gosh. It's just like shocking. And yeah, uh. so that got me into priest porn. Oh! Yeah, you can, you know, I like to go to fuq.com oh. for porn. Okay. And I just put priest into the search engine and I can find priest porn. Oh dear, I may need to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to say though, Losing Alice, I watched it after oh, uh, yes. putting my answers in. I totally would have added that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just quirky sex scenes that are just smoking hot. Mm. Yeah. And they're different. Mm-hmm. They're just, there's power plays involved. There's all these different elements. And it's fun to see from a woman's perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, check it out. Well, my answer, oh, I went back to Roger Jean Page and so brought up Bridgerton, of course. I mean, those scenes were super hot. It was uh-huh. hard not to watch that show and not masturbate. Like, you you know, I, I would watch it and then I would end up masturbating before I go to bed that night, you know. Can I just say that I think... The, one, the main scene that you're probably referring to was such a beautiful example of mm-hmm. consent. Oh, yes. And it, him being concerned about her actual mm-hmm. pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was exciting to see. They can make it sexy. It uh, can consent be sexy. is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that line, um, the other answer I gave you was uh, I've been lately fantasizing about Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf. Yes. Which, you know, there is trickery and coercion involved. With um, the big bad wolf getting into grandma's bed and tricking, you know, Little Red Riding Hood. Um, as a feminist, it's really hard for me to, there's this sense of like, oh my God, I really shouldn't be fantasizing about this. I'm a feminist, you know. But in my fantasy, it real, there is consent. 
uh, Red Riding Hood surprises herself by wanting his presence in her in her home in her bedroom. And honestly, when I fantasize it, I really don't fantasize that I'm Red Riding Hood and there's an actual big bed. Well, <laughs> I fantasize that I am dressed in a Red Riding Hood outfit. He's not going to wear a wolf outfit. Well, and Come the on. guy is wearing a, a wolf outfit. Okay. But, it, but it's a man. So I, I tend to fantasize about a man. I'm, so let's pretend I fantasize it's Roger Jean Page. Yeah. Dressed as Big Bad Wolf. And uh-huh. he's there to help me fulfill my fantasy. I love it. That's really the fantasy is finding a partner who wants to role play. I don't want to have sex with the Big Bad Wolf. I want right. to have sex with a man who is interested in role playing Big Bad Wolf <laughs> And this whole little fairy tale. You're not into bestiality. No, I'm not. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to say that feminists actually have a lot of uh, power play sex dynamics. Yeah. Um, If you look statistically, it's more liberals that are doing the uh, dominant submissive thing. Yeah. And it's because, well, we play with it. We're not living it in real life. So that's okay. Yeah. I mean, as long, again, as long as there's consent involved. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but in real, the thing is that you have to be careful when we talk about it, because again, there are men who do listen to my show, even though the show is for single women, uh-huh. a lot of curious men. And it has to be clear that a fantasy is truly a fantasy. Right. And I don't want a man to ever coerce me into sex or trick me into it or to, you know, climb in through my bedroom window and surprise me. Like, I don't want that right. in real life. And there are a lot of fake dominant men who, I, they the things they think are dominant are just not. Like when you talk about the alpha male stuff, yeah, yeah. that is such a turnoff to me. Yeah. I don't want that. But like, oh, this woman, Cassia or Kasia something. Mm-hmm. I sent you her book. Mm-hmm. Um, her book is called Unbound and she was a nun, mm-hmm. a monastery nun. And then she became a dominatrix. Wow. And I was listening to her speak and she said, everybody loves a good dom. Mm-hmm. And it's true if mm-hmm. you know what, what a good dom actually yeah. is. Yeah. So, And it's somebody who's fully present, um, who is able to give you their full attention, mm-hmm. um, who devises like experiences suited to you, you yes. know, and they have your best interest at heart. And so. not just suited to them. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's the thing about so many men who claim to be dom. They want experiences that are devised for them and their pleasure. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's about your pleasure. If you are the submissive in that situation, it's mm-hmm. about you, not mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sexy destination. What is your sexy destination? Oh my gosh. Well, I think I listed off places I've already been because I know they're sexy mm-hmm. and I don't know that Dubai is my favorite place I've ever been, but mm-hmm. it was damn sexy. Yeah. You know, it's exotic mm-hmm. and just sleek and, mm-hmm. you know, super wealthy. How mm-hmm. can all of that not be sexy? Um, and there's a sense of mystery mm-hmm. with the people there. Mm-hmm. And mystery is always sexy to me. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was a sexy place. And then the Italians in Milan, I mean, they made Milan sexy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So mine are nowhere near as exotic and interesting years. Mine are like local destinations and, you know, domestic destinations. So Palm Springs, because of the heat, something Love it. about that heat. And it's a different heat than Las Vegas, even though Las Vegas is also a desert. Mm-hmm. But for some reason to me, the heat in Palm Springs is different. Yeah. Um, and it to me, it, it actually sizzles on the skin. Ooh. And that makes me feel sexy. Want to take off my clothes and get naked. And that makes me feel sexy. Perfect. I think of that one as a sexy destination and New Orleans. Oh, and that one really is like you talked about uh, vibrancy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a vibrancy being vibrant for life and a lust and love for life. And that can be found in New Orleans. So it's in the food. It's in the music, the people to me, New Orleans sex. Okay, let's go. Is great sex. Let's go. Yes. (laughs) Okay. But local Las Vegas spot that you find sexy. Oh, gosh. I love the places like Rose Rabbit Lie and Mayfair Supper Club because it gives you an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, my gosh. There used to be a place here downtown. It was a fondue place. Oh. And I loved it. It was just sexy. You walk in. in itself is sexy. Yeah. I can't believe it's not there. You walk in and there's a glass display 
display case to your right and it it has like medieval dildos or something crazy like that so you know you're in for a good time Mm -hmm. but uh and then the lighting it's like red decor and red lighting oh I love that and the lighting is everything I was on a first date at this place and he sat down and he goes you look like Monica Bellucci. And I I thought, oh my God, God, I'm taking every first date here because I know I don't look like Monica (laughs) Bellucci, but I don't mind being told that I do. (laughs) And the fact that he even knew who she was, that Mm should have been like a turn on for you too. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. (laughs) Well, my, I didn't have a sexy destination. I was telling you that how you always see like the pretty people at Cosmopolitan. Mm -hmm. But what I do have for you and everyone listening is a sexy dessert. And that is the lemon meringue pie at Bavette's at Park. Park used to be Monte Carlo. Not around anymore. Now it's Park at MGM. And go to Park, go to Bavette's, order the lemon meringue pie. The meringue is whipped like a cloud. I swear. I've never felt an actual cloud, but this is what I would think a cloud would feel like. And the <laughs> On most, your tongue. <laughs> but, well, better on your tongue is when I took a first bite I even described it I went ahead and described it to the waiter I said this this is what I imagine it would taste and feel like if a fairy came in my mouth oh wow yeah that's something yes I love that you brought the senses in though because all of the senses are very sexy to me anything that I can fully experience with my senses I am in um, but Bavette's, I think, is a sexy atmosphere, oh, too. True. Red lighting also or red decor, mm-hmm. all of that dark. It's mysterious. masculine. Yeah. And masculine is sexy. It really helps us like stand out. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a really good point. OK, so how have your opinions changed on what's sexy to you throughout your life, Stacey? Well, like I was saying about the male gaze and the female gaze, mm-hmm. I have really just evaluated that more. You know, because I think I grew up watching ZZ Top videos and thinking that's what yeah. was supposed to be sexy. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, having relationships and seeing what's sexy to them and discovering after that it wasn't really all that sexy to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like in your face sexy. I like people who are sexy just being. Yeah. You know? I think it comes from within. So I don't feel like I have to go and wear the sluttiest bikini. You know what I mean? And more power to you if that's what you like to do. But for me, I think that's where I was conflicted, you know. And so I've discovered that my own brand of sexuality is, it just feels much better to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that I have to work towards. Yeah. That I may not be able to forever as I age. Yeah. Um, But then also... I don't know if you're going to ask this or not about the pandemic, because I ask in that on that last question, how have you changed your thoughts yeah, as you well, age? I think you add to that as you've leveled up or age is, you know, how has the pandemic also changed? Yeah. And I've noticed the pandemic has done some weird things to me mm-hmm. <laughs> in that, you know, I used to only like black clothing. Like I'm so drawn to black clothing. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but all of a sudden I'm loving pink and oh, like nice colors from my childhood and even lollipops Mm -hmm. and anything that kind of brings about innocence in Uh, me uh you know that makes me feel a little innocent I thought that was interesting that sounds sexy and fun Uh (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm thinking lollipops and innocence I'm like um I'm pretty sure we have like a good role-playing game for you too now (laughs) yeah we could do that for sure but but yeah no I think but really truly innocent like Mm -hmm. where sexuality isn't even a part of that just Being attracted to more vibrant colors and silly things Mm -hmm. and like more sweatpants. Bring on the freaking (laughs) sweatpants. I hated them before the pandemic. You can be sexy in sweatpants. I don't see why anybody could not be sexy in sweatpants. Well, I I agree with yoga pants. I've always liked yoga pants. But like this was the first time in my life, I think, that I ever caved in and bought sweatpants. Mm -hmm. And like I love them now. So I don't know that I think they're sexy (laughs) but I like the way I feel in them that Mm -hmm. makes me feel sexy yeah so yeah exactly well I was saying that my age like you has also affected uh my opinion of what's sexy and that like you when I was younger for me it was an outward appearance thing and now that I'm older I understand it comes from within so definitely uh age experience 
um, and wisdom have affected my yeah. opinion about um, what's sexy. And then as far as the pandemic goes, that's in, that gave me the time I needed because I didn't date men. And that gave me the time I needed to think about men and what I find sexy in men and, and what's a good match for me and not a good match mm. for me. And that's when it really dawned on me that what appeals to me most and what's most beneficial for me um, is to stick with men who know what they want. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the most appealing thing. So as I talked about earlier, you know, being rejected by men who know what they want, I still find them sexy, but I have a mental understanding that they're not a match. Um, so across the board, you know, the only time I find those men that know what they want in me mm-hmm. is when the like mating values are really off, like when there's too big of an age gap uh, or yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's a struggle for me because I'm like, well, do I sacrifice my own desires because finally somebody knows what they want but no right there there are more men out there and I'm starting to find more and more and maybe you know they say like attracts like right so maybe now that I'm more in a point of view and a a headset where I'm like okay I know what I want maybe that's why I'm starting to attract more and more men who also know what they want they just the ones I've been attracting so far just haven't been a good match for me and that's okay And I'm hoping that more men, that was my greatest hope at the beginning of the pandemic is that men and women, that we would suddenly realize what's really important and work towards making all of that happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's my hope coming out of all of this is that I'll see more men particularly because, you know, they suffer from loneliness and depression kind of worse than women Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And it's because of those choices. And I thought maybe, maybe they'll have figured that out. Mm -hmm. So I hope for them and for all of us. Yeah. So maybe we'll start seeing more men who know what they want Mm -hmm. and also who have a good relationship with themselves. Yeah. I think that's really important. I get along better with a man who likes himself than I do with a man who doesn't Mm -hmm. and a man who does not like himself or isn't even honest with himself. And here's the thing, you know, guys, I'm going to talk to the guys who are listening. It, you may not realize that you don't like yourself, but the rest of us see it. We can spot it right away. We know that this is a man who doesn't really like himself and just hasn't figured that out. Yeah, and but I don't even think they're aware that they don't like themselves. No, I, that's my point. Yeah. That's my whole point. How do we get them there? Oh, we, we can't. <laughs> that's totally not our jobs as mm-hmm. women. Uh, we totally cannot get them there. This has to be on them. What we can only do is look out for ourselves. And what I do when I, when I come across a man, I'm like, ugh, this dude does not have a good relationship with himself. Yeah. I walk away. I just don't even invest. There's no more conversation. I unmatch, whatever it is. Very often we can see it in their dating bios. This is a guy who doesn't like himself just by the way he writes his bio or whatever. Um, We know he doesn't like himself. A man who puts Nanya as his job or as his university (laughs) is a man who is ashamed of his job or his college education or his lack of it. And a man who is ashamed of him, of those things. And he may tell you, I'm not ashamed of myself. If you can't be honest with the world about where you went to school, or maybe you didn't go to school about where you work, mm-hmm. um, you know, either one, you're completely like you work for, uh, the FBI. So you're like, you know, in hiding oh path practically, God. or, you know, you, you're ashamed. You're ashamed of certain aspects of your personality, of your life, of your characteristics. And if you're ashamed of yourself, you're not a man that anyone wants to be in a relationship with. Yeah. I don't think I've dated many like that. Thank goodness. Yeah. But there was one that was trying and he ended up being a woman hater. And I think he was hating them because he he didn't like himself. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. And that's to me, that's why I find men who love themselves, who are in a good relationship with themselves, an honest relationship with themselves. And you know what they want? Those to me are the sexy men. Mm-hmm. Like that uh, clubhouse room mm-hmm. that I was telling you mm-hmm. I stumbled into. It was so refreshing. It, the The room was called um, Dating with Intention. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to hear all of these men dating with intention. Like yeah. they know what they want. It, they were all in one room. Just to hear intention mm-hmm. come out of a man's mouth would probably drop my panty. I know. I know. I was mesmerized. Yeah, I want more of that. Yes. Well, we'll have to get on Clubhouse and keep looking. Maybe Clubhouse will be our new way of dating and finding 
single guys with integrity and intention and who know what they want. Maybe. I mean, they're having some great conversations over there that, Mm -hmm. you know, I yearn for in my real life, Mm -hmm. like philosophical things. Um, So who knows what will come of that? Oh, I love it. Well, we'll have to maybe come back again and regroup and talk about this. Yes. (laughs) We need to get you on there. Well, okay, so if you want to find Stacy, you want to go to hotshots.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-S-H-O-T-S.com. Click on blog and you can find her What's Sexy Now series. And there is a category option for that. So once you're on there, I think it'll highlight What's Sexy Now at the top of the page and you can click that to see the full series. Oh, to read like every What's Sexy Now interview Mm -hmm. and see all these different women boss women yeah and get all of their opinions and perspective on what's sexy now yep and she also has a contact button on her website too so again hotshots.com click contact you can book your boudoir photography session with stacy yes thanks stacy for being on the show thanks for having me again it's always a pleasure thank you break 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 break